Good morning, everybody. It's a good morning again. All right. Yes, now we just need the, this leadership course is getting underway on Wednesday and the foundations. And if you're coming <coughs> to that leadership course, please make sure that your name is registered out there um, if you're coming so that we get enough notes printed for you and you need to bring a Bible and a pen. Say that after me, a Bible and a pen. Very good. And then you can come yourself if you like. Grace and favour. We had two good messages, haven't we, on grace and favour? And uh, so this is the third in that series. And uh, so we need to open the Word of God together. Father, thank you for your Word and thank you for your grace and thank you for your favour. You're such a good God, Lord. There's no one just like you. You are incomparable. You are just the greatest friend and a wonderful saviour and Lord, and, and, and we thank you for who you are. And the wonderful thing is, Lord, that you include us in all that you're doing on this earth. We worship you, Lord, and pray that we'll be ready for the harvest that is on its way, that we're ready for increase, that we'll understand the power of your grace and your favour in our lives so that we can share it with others. So, Lord, let us be taught today. Anoint me to teach the word of God so that those here might carry this word in their hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <clears throat> There's a scripture coming up on the screen that is the key to this message this morning. And uh, so let's all stand together and say it together. Come on. Let's all stand. You've been sitting for a little while. So here we go. One, two. For by you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so no one can boast. Okay, we were a bit rough there, and I was about as rough as all any of you, so let's have it again. Let's go. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Thank you. You can be seated. What a great scripture that is. You know, we've received our salvation from the grace of God. It is the gift of God to us. And it's not by anything that we have done that we've already, Paul has already been sharing. It's by the gracious gifting of God that we receive our salvation. And if you can work out how you got saved... You can work out how you're going to receive anything else from God. The principles of how we get saved are the same principle as how we get healed. It's the same principle as how we receive provision. It's the same principle that we receive giftings to function in the kingdom of God. And so it's very important that we understand, and it all works like this. It works by grace through faith. Grace is God's bit. Faith is your bit and mine. That we just simply believe. That we just put ourselves in a position to receive the grace and the favor of God. And the minute we do that, that's when we get saved. We say, Lord, I see that you died on the cross for my sin. 
and that you rose again for my justification. And I believe that you are the Son of God and I receive you today as my Saviour and Lord. The minute you place yourself in that position of faith, you receive the grace of God and you are born again. The miracle of salvation happens. You're not ever going to receive a greater miracle than, than the day you got saved. That is the greatest thing, that God would take us out of sin and place us in his righteousness. That he would change us from, from serving hell to getting ready to serve heaven. That is a great miracle. Why, if I could sell eternal life and I could bottle it, I'd be a very, I wouldn't be worried about earning anything else. I'd have... Everyone would be lining up for that, wouldn't they? But that's what we're giving. That's what Jesus is giving. Life eternal. This is the greatest gift. This is the most fantastic miracle that you and I are ever going to receive. But everything else in the kingdom of God operates on the same principle of his grace and favor that comes towards us. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's a fantastic thing. And so if, you, if you've got the faith to get saved, he's got the grace to save you. And that's how the things operate. You've got faith uh, to believe for healing, he's got the grace to heal you. You see, here's a definition of grace that I worked out. Grace is the gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit to do what you cannot do yourself. There it is. It is unmerited favor. So the grace of God is, 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 the, is the gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the will of God in your life. Hallelujah. To do that which you can never do. You say, I can't get through this thing. You need the grace of God. And the grace of God enables us to get through that thing, to move that mountain, to walk in, 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 in abundance of life, you see? And so, so all the time, the Holy Spirit wants to enable you and I. He wants to grace us with the gracious enabling of His Spirit to accomplish the purpose of God in our lives and to take you and I to live at another level. Hallelujah. And that grace is available to you and I. It's the favor of God. We don't, it's not of works. It's his gracious gift towards us. Paul talks about the riches of his grace. Look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 2. It's going to come up on the screen. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 to 10. The riches, he talks about this. So here we go. You'll identify yourself in the scripture, or I sure can identify myself. What does it say? As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Were you there one time? Yes? Yeah, we were there. There it is. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Hallelujah. 
What a life. He made us alive in Christ because he's rich in mercy. You, you and I didn't deserve to, to avoid the punishment of our sin. But he is, God's a merciful God. God's a gracious God. God's a loving God. He cares about you. He cares about me. So the, he makes us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by what? Grace. You have been saved. Then it goes on. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Why? Why did he raise you up? Why did he take you out of hell's grip and place you in, in, in heading for heaven? And, and begin to bless you. I'll tell you, here it is. It's so in order, verse 7, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches or the exceeding riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for it is by grace you have been saved. There it is. Hallelujah. Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork. It's all of him. Hallelujah. All of him. Bless God. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. God's got some things here for you. God's planned some things from the beginning of the world. He knew that you would be alive in 2017 and that you would be living in this town of Kerry, Kerry, or in the surrounding areas, and he's got things for you to do. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, that's why we're running this leadership course. I can see by the eye of faith that you're going to have to come early for church. You're going to have to be here because there's not going to be room in the house. Because this increase, God wants to fill this place with people who have received the grace of God. And we need leadership. We need people to rise to this next level. That's why the first, first night on Wednesday night is how to be clothed with power from on high. Because we need Holy Spirit life to take us to the next level. Hallelujah. You see? But it's the incomparable riches. The exceeding riches of His grace. Now that word incomparable is an interesting word. In the Greek, where the New Testament was originally written in, it's this word here. It means hupabalo. Say that all together. Hupabalo. Now I don't know much Greek. The only Greek I know is the fellow that runs the fish and chip shop downtown. But my concordance says this is the word that is incomparable. Hupabalo. What does it mean? It means to throw beyond the previous best, a world record exceeding. Hooper, we get our word hyper from. Over the top. Beyond. And Barlow is the ball. To throw the ball further than it's ever gone before. And Paul is saying, God's grace is way, it's a world record. Nobody's ever got grace that far. Nobody's been able to throw it that far. But God has this exceeding incomparable. It's, it's ne- this mark has never been met before. It's beyond what anyone else has ever achieved before. It's hoopa, hoopa balo. Hallelujah. It's a world record. It is incomparable. It is beyond anything that you can think about. And it's a gift. 
It is the favor of God for you and I to receive. Hallelujah. Oh, he's such a good God, isn't he? And you as a son or a daughter of the living God, if you've given your life to Jesus, my friend, the grace of God is available 24-7. You just have to link your faith with his favor. And you start to unlock the flow of God's grace. The hoopabalo, the exceeding, I mean the world record, overflowing, exceeding riches of God's grace is ours as sons and daughters of the living God. You say, what does that look like? I'll tell you. But we need to go to some more scriptures in Romans chapter 8. Here comes the exceeding riches. Hallelujah, I'm out of breath. And we know, do we? We know, what do we know? That in all things, all the foundations people know the scripture, all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Big words coming here. So God already before you were born decided that he wanted you to be like Jesus. He loves you. And the greatest thing that he can do for you and I is to make us like Jesus. Hands up those who'd like to be like Jesus all day, 24-7. The Holy Spirit's working on it. But this is the grace of God. This is the exceeding hoopabalo riches of his grace. Hallelujah, that you and I will become like Jesus. Hallelujah. He's, pre- he, he's ordained it to be so. He's chosen you. What does it say? It goes on. What, does it ha- what happens then? And those he... No, we, where is it? Went too fast. 30. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified... He also glorified. This is starting to get a picture of what this exceeding riches is. Let's flick the next one. Let's flick the next one. We'll come back to that one in a minute. The exceeding riches of his grace. God foreknew you. Psalm 139 says that even before you were formed and while you were being formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he set a whole lot of plans in place for your life and for mine. And he knew that his grace would enable you to fulfill those things. Hallelujah. And, and, and he predestined you to become like Jesus. That's what it is. Yes. But he didn't stop there. He didn't just think that would be a great thing to happen. He began what to do. He called you. The riches of God's grace is that he comes to us and he calls us. Remember the time when you felt the nudging of the Holy Spirit? To receive Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. He began to call you. Out of all the people in your street, he began to call you. 
of all the people. He began to call you. He began to call you home like the prodigal son of old. The Holy Spirit began to and cause you to meet people that you never thought you'd ever like. And there was something about them. And he began to call you to himself. Come home. Come home. Come home to Jesus. And that call began to resonate in your heart and you knew there must come a time you say, yes, I'm coming home, Lord. I'm going to name you as my Savior and as my Lord. There was the point where you turned and came home. Hallelujah. But he didn't leave you there. He didn't just take, oh, I'm calling you. When you came home, he justified you. He changed your life. He cleansed you from every stain of sin. Hallelujah. He wiped the slate clean. Is anybody happy about that? I got, I got two hands up right here. I got two hands. Hallelujah. He cleansed us. He forgave us. When we stood before the throne of God and the accuser came and says, I know this fella. He has done this, 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 and this. And Jesus, our lawyer in heaven, our advocate, stands up and he says, I know this man too. And he has faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to cleanse him. He's confessed his sin. He's walked away from his sin. Hallelujah. And I, and Jesus stands and says, and I declare him not guilty. He takes away our sin. Hallelujah. And the devils can grumble and complain and accuse all they like, but the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. You say, this grace, is it rich? Yes, it's rich. It changes our life. It cleanses our, it makes us fit. Hallelujah. Ready to serve the living God. Praise God. The exceeding hoopabalo riches, way out there riches, way beyond what anyone else could do. My father does it and he justifies it because of what Jesus did on the cross. His name is Jesus and his blood can remove every stain of sin from our lives. This is rich. This is grace. This is his favor. Hallelujah. Oh, But he doesn't leave it there. He says, wait a minute. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. Say glorified. Yes, glorified. He's got glory for you. Not just here, not just in heaven, but here on earth as well. Hallelujah. For we behold him, Paul says, as in a mirror. And we are changed into the same image. What same? The same image of Jesus. He changes us. Uh, from glory into glory, even by the Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit. Here's the gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit. He changes us, hallelujah, from one degree of glory into another degree of glory. And one day you're just going to step over and you'll be in heaven, hallelujah. And you'll be glorified and you will shine. You will have all wisdom and all knowledge, hallelujah. Oh yes, the riches of His grace. It's fantastic. It's amazing what God has done for us. His favor toward us is so amazing. We can't, uh, we, 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 it's, it's a world record. It's Hooper Barlow. 
Why? Go back to the scripture, the one before. What then shall we say? Paul goes on. What shall we say in response to these things? Say it with me. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Hallelujah. There it is. Who then is the one who condemns? Who's pointing the finger? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and he's praying for you every day, he prays. He intercedes for you. When things begin to happen and the storms begin to break in our life, Jesus is praying that you'll make it through. Hallelujah. That your faith will not fail. That when you come through, that you'll be able to strengthen the others, as we heard from Rachel this morning, with the scars, hallelujah, that have been inflicted upon us in the storms and our failures. But we come through because Jesus interceded for us. And who's going to condemn? No, we're recipients of the favour and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good, isn't he? Oh, yes. So then we need to go to Hebrews chapter 4. You see, here it comes. One. No, back one. Two. Back one. Yes. Is this it? That's the one. Thank you. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's what? Where does God reside? Where does he live? What is the center of this universe? It's the throne of God. He holds all authority. He holds all power. He upholds the world with his word. Hallelujah. And here he is and he sits on the throne. And it's a throne of grace. Hallelujah. It's a throne of his favor. It's not a throne for you and I as sons and daughters. It's not a throne of judgment. It's not a throne of fear. It's not a a throne of, uh, it's a throne of his grace. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it's a throne of his favor. Therefore, we can come boldly. Why? Why? What for? With confidence. So that we may receive what? Mercy. If we need mercy, we receive mercy. And we find what? The gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit to do which we cannot do. Hallelujah. In our time of need. And we come to the throne of grace to a loving heavenly father. Oh, yes, and we can come and we find grace to help. You need some help. You need the grace of God. Trust him. Say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. Hallelujah. I'm going to hang on to you. Hallelujah. There's grace to help in time of need. There's the enabling of his spirit in time of need. One more page to go. Hallelujah. Oh, it's only half a page. Rejoice. I've missed one. Go back to to, 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 uh, 2 Corinthians 12. Sorry, I missed that. I got so excited about the other. Paul was given a thorn in the flesh 
because of so many revelations, he said, Lord, please help, get rid of this thing for me, will you? How many of you have prayed prayers like that? I have. Get rid of this thing for me. And God said, no. Say, what? No. Well, we don't like that. No, he said, but I'll tell you what. Here it comes. But he said to me, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. His grace will be sufficient for you and I. He may not take us out of the fire like those three Hebrew children that got thrown in the fire, but he was there. He, he gave grace to walk through the fire, as we heard a couple of Sundays ago. He gave Joseph grace to go through those years. And his grace is sufficient for you and I. God says it is. His enabling power is sufficient for you. He will get you through. There may be a few ups and downs, but his grace, hallelujah, is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. Your inability is his opportunity. What you can't do, he can do. Paul said, I'm glad I can't do everything. Because he said, when I'm weak, that's when my faith links with, his, with him and I become strong. That little phrase, the end, therefore when I'm weak, then I'm strong. The living Bible says, the less I have, the more I depend upon him. That's not a bad place to be, is it? The less I have, the more I depend upon him. Isn't a bad place? It's a place where God, grace starts. He gives grace to the humble. When you're on the down, when you're down, when you're on the down road, hallelujah, that's where the grace of God starts to pour. When you have to say, I'm sorry, when you have to ask for forgiveness, when you have to take the low road, that's where the grace of God starts to pour. That's where the enabling grace of His is, is there for you. So we see God's grace is sufficient and it is there. One day, the angel Gabriel turned up to a young girl. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 38, the angel said to, to Mary, you're going to have a child and um, he's going to be, you call his name Jesus. He'll save his people from their sins. And she said, how can this be? I don't even have a man. I, I'm not even married. How can this be? This is impossible. The angel said, the power, he said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the Almighty shall overshadow you. That's how, Mary. That which is impossible to man is possible to God. Some of you are carrying dream. Some of you are carrying things that God has spoken to you. And some of you have said to the Lord, in fact, there's somebody here this morning who said this very question this morning. It started to form even last night. There may be several people. That, and you've said to the Lord, Lord, of all that you're speaking to me about, how can this be? 
Some of you are carrying a dream. There's somebody here this morning. You've said that even, you've thought it this morning. How can this be, Lord? This great thing that you took, this thing that you, how can it be, Lord? The answer comes, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the Almighty shall overshadow you. That's how. That's how. It is the gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to fulfill the purpose of God. If you're carrying something this morning, you're one of these, there's probably more than one this morning, then I'm saying to you, I'm carrying a word for you this morning. I'm carrying something for you. When Zerubbabel, the old prophet, went down to Jerusalem to build, rebuild the temple, he got down there and it was just impossible. The people were refugees. They were poor. They had no money. They had no heart. They were not willing. He couldn't get them to move anything. And he said to God, God, how can this be? How can I build this temple? How can I fulfill your purpose for my life down here? In Zephaniah chapter 4, it says the word of the Lord came to him. And the word of the Lord was, it is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Zerubbabel says, it's like a mountain before me. It's just standing there before me. The word of the Lord came and said, what are you, O great mountain? before Zerubbabel you will become a plain and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace unto it see that mountain I'm going to bring it down and you'll walk on it, hallelujah, you'll make progress on it, it won't be a mountain to you and you will shout hallelujah, it is God that's done this thing, it is his grace grace, grace despise not the day of small beginnings Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's grace is sufficient. His throne is a throne of grace. I have to stop. I've got to talk to this person, these people. You're here. You said to the Lord, and it came again this morning. How can this be? Who are those people? Who are those people? Just put up your hand right now. Who are those people? There's one over there. There's one over here. How can this be? There's one over here. There's one over here. You're carrying something. But you said, there's one over there. You said this morning, you said, I want you to come forward right now because I'm carrying something for you. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. Because I want you to receive the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just come. Don't be shy. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. He can can fulfill his word to you, my friends. How big is the mountain? Hallelujah. It's going to come become a place. Not impossible, my love. It is the word of the Lord for you. Hallelujah. 
not by might. Receive this. It is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that this will happen. That that which the Lord has spoken to you will be fulfilled. It is the gracious enabling of the Holy Spirit that will bring this about, not of works, lest you would think more highly of yourself than you should. And when you see this thing happen, hallelujah, you will say, grace, grace, this is God's grace that's done this thing. Hallelujah. And we will rejoice with you. Let your faith, just let your faith say, Lord, I believe. I believe. Just say, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. That your word is a true word. And I receive your grace to see this thing fulfilled. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, just come upon them now. Quicken them on the inside, Lord, and let faith arise. You said that every time I spoke, Lord, you would cause faith in you to be rising in the hearts of the people. So let it happen. Receive the faith of God. Lord, let the anointing of God touch my brother. Believe it's not by mind. That mountain shall become, hallelujah, a plain in Jesus' name. Your dream will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing and the grace of God. Receive the anointing of God on your life in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Yes. The Holy Spirit says yes. Hallelujah. It is yes and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is yes. It is not yes and maybe. It is yes and yes. It is yes and amen. Hallelujah. Believe for your miracle today. Receive. Let your faith go out to the Lord. Hallelujah. And He will enable you to fulfill the purpose of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Go home full of faith. God's on your case. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That which you're carrying is a true word. Hallelujah. It's not maybe. It is yes. And you've got it. Hallelujah. Not by my, by my spirit, said the Lord. One last thing just before we go. I just have to do this every time I preach. Sorry, but you've got to put up with it. If you ask me to preach, this is what's happened. I need to give you a chance, an opportunity to receive salvation this morning. If you fear, you, you've been feeling the call of God. He's calling you. So it's time to give my life unreservedly to the Lord. Jesus said, if two of you shall agree, it shall be done. I count it a huge privilege to agree with you as you give your life to the Lord. You've never done that for the first Now's the time. Yeah. I'd love to agree with you. Is anyone like that? Just give us a wave and I'd be glad to agree with you. I don't know who's Christian and who's not. Usually their son has never given their life to the Lord. And so now is the time. Say, yep, it's me. I'm ready. Agree with me, Ian. I'm 
ready to give my life to you. Anyone like that? You're like that? You ever given your life to the Lord? What are you saying to the Lord today? You're thankful to be here. That's a yes, so am I. Yeah, receive the grace of God. You've given your life to Jesus. That's the main thing. Did anyone who's never given their life to the Lord today? Hallelujah, that's it. It's nearly time for coffee. And if you haven't got any food, go down to the Baptist church and, and, and this is lunch there. <laughs>